Welcome to The Habit Queen. My name is Anya Perry. I'm a health and wellness coach for women entrepreneurs and high achievers. My goal is to help you thrive in the most important areas of your life, your health, wellness, and mindset, so you can finally get the healthy and fulfilled life you desire. If you're ready to build simple, rock-solid habits, get in charge of your health, unleash the power of your mindset, and reach your fullest potential, you've come to the right place. Tune in, and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need in order to become the healthiest, happiest, and limitless version of you. Thank you so much for joining, and let's begin. Hi there, and welcome to episode number four of the Habit Queen podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here. Today, we're going to talk about how you can address perfectionism in order to succeed in your health journey. If you're focusing on losing weight, maybe getting fit, possibly working on your hormones or trying to eat healthy, if you're an all or nothing kind of person, if you feel a lot of pressure to get things perfectly right, this episode is definitely for you. We're going to have so much fun. I'm going to share things that I never shared before. I promised you I will confess some things that work worked and didn't work for me. I will always be unapologetically and genuinely myself because that's how I roll. Have you ever said ever so proudly, I'm a perfectionist. I like things perfect. I'm going to make them perfect. It's okay if you did. I was that person for many, many years. There is no judgment on this podcast. I welcome you to my community. I'm a recovering perfectionist. I like to call myself this way because I feel it's like alcoholism. It takes a while to overcome it. So today I'm going to share a little bit of my story of recovering from perfectionism, what it did to me, to my life, and what steps I took to start overcoming those patterns that made me suffer in the past. This is how I look back. I look at myself as suffering from perfectionism. Let's dive in. Personally, I had quite a dance with perfectionism in the past. Sometimes it was like a rumba kind of dance. It would just give me a mild form of anxiety and stress. Mostly I was overthinking who said what, how I looked, how imperfect my clothes were that day what came out of my mouth when I said certain things. I played them on my mind for a long time, trying to come up with scenarios that are going to happen, predict my future. So those are minor worries. I call it the rumba. It's minor worries. It's that gracious dance. Let's call it this way. But sometimes I felt like, have you seen that scene from the movie Hitch when Albert dances, shows his dance moves? That's how I felt. It was ugly. I will never do it again. I will never want anyone to see this because I had a severe anxiety on a bad day or a bad streak of perfectionism. I had a severe anxiety about everything, every little tiny thing. If my cat suddenly didn't finish her dish, if my grades are not perfect in school, my relationships, I was focusing on my health, on my future. I was perpetually thinking and regurgitating thoughts in my head to the point of having a severe anxiety, almost panic attacks. 
I don't remember ever being calm on the inside. And of course, when I had to leave my house, go to school, deal with people, I had to keep my cool and have those crazy voices going on in my head. But I remember that I was constantly telling myself that I need to improve this. I need to fix this. I need to reach this level. I need to be that. I had a hard time being in a state of not worrying. I was a worry warrior big time. And also, I felt like a crazy person. Because think about it this way. You're overthinking all the time. You're thinking about the future. The anxiety is real. It affects your physical state, your emotional state, your mental state. And the world is going to reciprocate, most likely. And when things happen, you feel like you're out of control and you're already a control freak because you're a perfectionist. You panic even more. So that was a perpetual circle of suffering for me until I decided to that I was done with it and I started taking steps to break up with perfectionism, to find my way through. And it was quite a journey. So let's talk about perfectionism as a quality. I, would, I can't call it a disease because it's not cancer. It's a state, it's a mental, emotional state or behavior that is often caused by our upbringing In my case, it definitely was that. My parents taught me many things that caused perfectionism. My parents are absolutely phenomenal people. I love them to death. I love them to pieces. They're the best thing that ever happened to me. They didn't know better. Things they did in the past, they didn't know better. And that my upbringing caused a lot of my perfectionism. And also, I think I mentioned before, I was brought up in Soviet Russia. I think every single parent at that time was a perfectionist in relation to their kids. That means kids inherited that and became perfectionist as well. Perfectionism can also be caused by trauma or your environment. If you had any traumatic experiences as a child or maybe teenager, even a young adult, you may resort to perfectionism as a method to protect yourself. And also if your environment demands, like in my case I mentioned, demands from you to be perfect, to be the best of the best of the best, and otherwise you're not accepted, that will cause a lot of damage. Studies show that perfectionism can lead to anxiety and depression, and that this link has been widely documented. But also, I wanted to share these things that perfectionism does to us, and I used to say it so proudly, I'm a perfectionist, and every time I hear it now, I cringe on the inside a little bit, because I know that person is going through so much pain, so much mental and emotional pain. Trying to be perfect often leads to many negative, stalling things in our lives. It can lead to procrastination. If you ever tried a new diet or new healthy eating approach and you quit by day two, chances are it's going to be a while until you try something new because you want all or nothing. You want results now or never and you don't want to accept anything else. Perfectionism can also lead to being controlling. Oh, yes. Here's a confession. I was a major control freak. Being a control freak actually is a form of perfectionism. But in fact, if you think about it, the only thing you can control in life, it's your thoughts. You can't control the weather. You can't control what your spouse is going to do. You can't control how fast your business is going to grow. 
but you can be in charge of your thoughts. Have you ever sat at an airport and you're getting really, really mad because your flight was delayed? Oh yeah. How about some exciting event that was about to happen, let's say a hot date, and you're super excited about it, you're contemplating it in all vivid details, and it falls through. Do you remember how you feel when it happens? Especially if you're a perfectionist, it hits you so hard. Perfectionism is always leaves you feeling like you're not able to grow, not able to achieve things or even complete things because you focus on results so much. You feel like you will never come to an end that you have to improve, improve and improve things and you don't focus on the process of learning. Also, there are studies that show that perfectionism can be toxic to your mental health. Here are a few examples of what happened to me in the past. I would get an A on the test. But somehow, a 97 was not enough for me and I would sit there and pout and beat myself over it thinking, how come I got a 97? Why didn't I get a 100? I would never try new things because I was terrified to come across as an incompetent person or not an expert in something new. Or sometimes I was just nervous how those things are gonna look because I'm not in charge of how they're gonna look because I'm not making this choice. So that stopped me for a while from trying new things. I also had a severe case of comparisonitis, if you can relate to this. Usually it feels like you never stop thinking about others. You never stop thinking about their body parts. Okay, let's admit, we all been there. We also always thought her nose is beautiful or she has a perfect butt. We always compare things that are on the outside. We always compare those visible points of success, someone's finances, someone's success in business or career, someone's physique, someone's relationship, but we don't know what that person is going through. So we put them on the pedestal, diminish our own worth and fight. We fight with ourselves, nobody else. We fight with our own minds. Perfectionism caused me to redo things and replay things in my head like a crazy person. Speak about repetitive thinking patterns. I had so many of those, I could probably write a book about them. How someone is not gonna call me, or what to text to this person who is not gonna call me, or what to do about my final, my calc final, because I'm so nervous and I don't know how to ace it, and I got a 97 last time, I need to get a 100, otherwise I'm a failure. All of those things were insane. They caused so much drama, internal drama in my life. I'm honestly, I'm talking about this. I'm so happy I don't have them anymore. And here's a cool thing. According to Brene Brown, who is a phenomenal researcher, I would say she specializes on perfectionism and shame and guilt studies. She says that most perfectionists grew up being praised for achievement and performance, for their grades, for their manners, for their rule following people-pleasing, appearance, or sports. We all are trying to earn that approval. It's pretty hard not to, right? We all want to be loved. That's all we're looking for. So the approval is a form of love. And when we think we're not perfect, we think we're not good enough. That means we're not going to get approval. That means we're not going to be loved. But hey, here's a secret. The only person you need the approval or the approval of is you. The only person you actually need the love of is you. 
And if you don't have those, it's gonna be pretty hard for someone else to love you and approve of you. To heal, I call it, it's funny I say this, I say to heal from perfectionism, you need lots and lots of self-compassion. You need a ton of self-advocacy to start recovering. If you're willing, of course, if not, it's fine. Here's what you can do. Instead of being critical and self-judging, try to understand yourself and learn about you. Learn about how you think, what you feel, why things make you feel a certain way. Learn how you can take charge of your thoughts. Learn how to stop those repetitive patterns and ruminations. And it's easily said and it's much harder to do, but I've done it, so can you. It's all the matter of paying attention to your mind. Instead of being fearful, focus on being present. Focus on today. If you can't control something that's going to happen in 10 years, why are you worrying about it now? And honestly, even I've been through so much in the last few years. I've been through so much growth personally. And there are days when I wake up, I adore my dogs. I love my dogs to death. And I wake up and I get this minor anxiety creeping in because I think about what am I going to do on the day my dog dies? How am I going to feel? And start to panic, right? But then I shift my focus. I gently bring it back. It's, it's like a form of meditation. Bring my focus back to today. Bring my focus back to how about I'm going to go for a walk with my favorite dog, two of them now, <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy it. How about I'm going to pay attention to them later in the evening when they ask for attention, I want to play and I'm tired, but I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to go with that flow. Another way you can start taking care of being not being perfect or recover from being a perfectionist, instead of comparing, try focusing on your unique gifts. Try to connect with yourself. Try to not look at others. If you need to shut down your Instagram, do it. Delete the app from your phone. Stop looking at others. Focus on you. Focus on you in the mirror. Focus on your qualities. Focus on your unique gifts. Focus on your wins. Focus on how awesome you are. And I've had clients many, many times coming to me with, I'm going to go 100% in or I'm not going to do it at all. And we have to work in those tiny baby steps because there is no such thing as succeeding on the first try. It's rare. If you ask Michael Jordan how many misses he made before he made a shot, he will tell you probably thousands. Instead of being a control in control, focus on surrendering. This is probably one of the hardest things, and I remember how hard it was for me because there are things, especially I was a military wife for six years, there are things that I could not control. We were sitting on our suitcases packed without anything in our house and things would change. Or I got stuck in a state where I knew nobody and I had nothing with me and I had to be there for two months. Or plans would change, health would change. And for me, it was the long process of learning how to dance with this. It's like dancing with your fears and Tony Robbins talk about it. You have to learn to dance with your fears. I also feel like you have to learn how to surrender, how to let go of things, how to be in today's present, fully acknowledging today's moments 
instead of giving yourself an anxiety because you can't control what's going to happen tomorrow. So how can you recover? How can you be a moderator in your life? And this is the fact I actually want you to start thinking about yourself as a moderator in your life because perfectionism makes you feel like you want to control things. And moderator is the person who is a medium, right? They're in between. So I want you to do this fun exercise. I want you to imagine that the perfect you is on one side, on the right. Imagine that person in all details and imagine another person, you today on the left side. Who you need to, do you need to be? You need to be a moderator in between and mitigate all the conflict between those two crazies. <laughs> when the person who is trying to be perfect is trying too hard, you need to moderate and make sure they know the ways to learn how to be in, in the moment today, how to accept their qualities, how to acknowledge their gifts, how to focus on the present. So think about it. As a moderator, you're not, not going to get those high emotions of, I need to be in charge. I need to make this perfect. This has to work only the way I want. A good moderator will find a way to negotiate. A good moderator will find a way or find a compromise. Maybe it's going to be, okay, I'll just take one day at a time. And today I'm going to let go of all of, all of it. I'm not going to be perfect today. I'm going to go and make mistakes, maybe intentionally. And I'm going to see how I feel. And next day, maybe the moderator will say, hey, how about we focus on some positive thinking today? How about we look at your thoughts, observe them, and try to direct them in a more softer, subtle way so you're not so harsh on yourself? Think about being a moderator, be, being your self-advocate in this respect. And again, as I mentioned before, it's a journey. It's a journey where you're going to learn how to enjoy today because one of the things i suffered from the most when i was a perfectionist i did not enjoy my life i enjoyed the results i enjoyed the achievements i enjoyed the approval but otherwise i did not enjoy the process so i missed quite a few days then and to wrap it up today's episode i want to share five habits that if you start implementing them one at a time that will make your life as a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist so much better. First, take one day at a time. Honestly, it might take a while for you to recover. It's a strong pattern that is built in if you feel like you want to be perfect all the time. Taking one day at a time and focusing on each moment, each hour, each action as a whole rather than a part of your journey it's going to bring you so much more awareness and joy. Habit number two, I want you to look up Tony Robbins' two millimeter rule. And he focuses on tiny baby steps. And he refers it to two millimeter rule because even if you deviate from your current path, you start making changes and they are minimal, they're minuscule. In a while, you will be far off the path where you started. Focus on making a tiny, baby step progress in your recovery today. Habit number three, observe your language, observe your thoughts. We live in such a fast, fast world that we don't even think about our thoughts. <laughs> we're just elsewhere. We're doing things. We're not being. Observe your thoughts. 
find the patterns, work through them. You are absolutely in charge of your thoughts. Your thoughts are going to make you feel emotions and your emotions are going to make you act or vice versa. You can act on your thoughts too, but usually there is an emotion involved. So observe your language, be nice and gentle, stay neutral and observe and see what improvements you can make without being perfect, of course. (laughs) Step number four, reinforce all the positive habits at all times. Let's say you started talking to yourself more kindly. You started seeing the rainbow rather than seeing black and white. Reinforce that habit. Apply it to different areas in your life. Let's say if your boyfriend is only making you happy or miserable, well, today might be something giddy or slightly sentimental or melancholic. Reinforce the positive habits at all times and celebrate your wins. Celebrate big time. Celebrate like you just won a lottery, got the best job in the world. Habit number five, reclaim your right to happiness. I felt like perfectionism stole my rights. It stole my rights to enjoy myself. When we're looking for perfection, we often expect a perfect opportunity, perfect outcome, perfect result, perfect approval. We're actually looking the happiness is so distant. It's so far away. So reclaim your rights to happiness today. Find those tiny things that make you happy. Your first cup of coffee does not have to be perfect. It just has to be good enough. And honestly, good enough is often so much better than perfect. Trust me. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to link some amazing books. I highly, highly recommend reading if you struggle with perfectionism. I'm going to share with you Brené Brown's books, uh, Gabby Bernstein. One of the books I read that was my first step to dealing with my own perfectionism was called Too Perfect When Being in Control Gets Out of Control. I'm going to link that up for you in the episodes. And as usual, I am so happy you're reviewing this podcast, sending me personal notes. I truly appreciate you. I'm so happy to be here for you. Make sure to screenshot if you're listening on your phone, tag me on social media in order to qualify for a special gift. And one lucky winner is going to get a $50 Amazon gift card from me at the end of this month. And I just want to tell you guys, I love you. I don't know where you are, who you are, if you're perfect or you're recovering. I just want to send you love and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I truly hope you enjoyed it. If you like the podcast, please leave me a review or questions on the platform of your choice. Make sure to check the show notes for my social media information as well as my website www.anyaperry.com to connect with me. I can't wait to get to know you. Have a wonderful day.